Welcome to Becoming a Wise Agent. This podcast is dedicated to revealing the latest trends, strategies, and best practices to implement in your real estate CRM. Okay, welcome everyone. My name is Eleni Summershield. Um, I'm the Chief Operating Officer here at Wise Agent. And today I have my friend Andrea Lane with us. Hey, Andrea. Hello. And we are going to be talking about how to build confidence for your real estate career. Um, I think this is a really great conversation that we're going to have. When you and I first met, what, a little while ago, um, we started talking about your background and everything, and, um, and, and I'll let you explain your background. And I think that's how we got to this topic was um, from your background. So I'd love for you to explain to our audience um, what your background is. And while she's explaining that, guys, if you wouldn't mind going in the um, chat and posting your comments um, and post the post your comments. You can post your comments in there too. But post what city, state, and brokerage you're with, and how many years you've been um, an agent. I'd love to see that and see where everyone is coming in from. So that's always fun for me to see where people are. People are. I love Andrew. it. Yeah. I love it. So uh, my name is Andrea Lane, and or Andrea. Everybody calls me something different, right? That's always the fun joke. Um, and my background. Um, Although I would say all the way back to high school, I started speaking. Um, I started a Students Against Drunk Driving group in the state of Nebraska. And um, I would say that was probably my first, like build your confidence and not do it because I was afraid to start the group um, because I wasn't popular, because I didn't think I could get it going. And I lost a friend to a drunk driving accident. And it really kind of kickstarted my let's build confidence. Let's not be that, let that be the thing that holds me from doing stuff. And so I went to uh, the University of Nebraska-Lincoln, where I hold a broadcasting degree, I hold a sociology degree, and I also hold a theater degree, which, you know, kind of was the fun of it because I didn't do any theater mm -hmm. in high school. And my theater teacher from high school was like, hey, you never did anything here. And I was like, well, it was kind of a popularity contest. I didn't have the confidence I needed at that time to do it where I, I gained that as I was in college and so forth. So, um, you know, that's, I always have some you friends were, like, oh, you've had confidence. How do we get what you have? And that's kind of brought on some of the courses that I like to teach. Yeah, triple threat with, um, with all those degrees. So awesome. Well, thanks for joining <laughs> us today. I love that. Um, you know, and, and I think confidence, that is in everything that we do. I mean, we, I was talking to my team this morning and I said, we, you know, here at Wise Agent, we are teachers, we are educators to our members, right? So when you call into our support, we're the experts here and, you know, we have to exude that confidence in order for you all to accept our advice and what we're telling you to do and how to do things within Wise Agent. And so I, I think that's, um, something that every business person needs to have behind them is that confidence to really understand that. And what you all do is you have to have confidence that you know the market, you know the industry, you know your neighborhood, you know your community that you're serving, and that you have that confidence that you are the person that people need to talk to. And it begins with that. Um, and it, it, and then from there, you can skyrocket um, and propel your, your um, career to that whatever that goal is that you have for yourself. Um, so that's, I think that's how confidence kind of ties in with real estate. It's also the confidence to pick up the phone and call somebody, call a complete stranger, the confidence to pick up your phone or to turn on your webcam and record a video. Well, you got to remember <laughs> too, look how we met. We met yeah. over the phone the first time. Yeah. 
where I called and, and chatted with you, you know, so it was that comment is that, hey, I'm calling somebody who on first, I may not get her name right. So there's where we're going to start with, right? And right, so then exactly. you got to go forward and go, okay, well, I'm going to go with this, but then I own it, right? I own, hey, if I mispronounce that, I apologize. But, you know, and then you introduce and you chat. And so, yeah. and I think that's a big part of real estate nowadays is done over the phone. Like oftentimes we're meeting over the phone before we ever meet in person. So we don't always have that connection that you get when you're in person with somebody. Yeah. And I mean, we have people here, I'm looking through the list of comments. It's like 19 years, 18 years. I saw two years, three years, four years. I mean, it runs the gamut of, you know, so I'd love to hear you guys kind of chat, chime in as well on the chat. If you guys have any, um, you know, any comments on the confidence, if you, um, if you feel like, you know, especially the ones that have been doing this for, you know, 18 years, 19 years, six years, you've been doing it for a while. I mean, do you agree with us saying that, you know, and there's a little raise your hand button on the bottom. If you agree with that, I'd love to see you guys um, kind of express that too. That would be amazing. You know, one of the things um, here, like I said, in, even internally in the office, we need to have that confidence. But when you go out and you're belly to belly and you're talking because you are, you know, the phone is one thing you can kind of hide behind. No one's, no one's seeing you. No one's really, you know, they're not going to be able to laugh and point at your face. Right. But, um, but you know, if you're belly to belly with somebody, you know, having those conversations that can be intimidating. It can be kind of hard to, to stand in front of somebody and say like, I am the expert at this. Trust me, believe in me. And I think that's where, um, I think a, a mentor or, um, you know, your, that's where like your broker would come into play, your team lead or another team member, somebody, a friend that can help you kind of lift you up here. I know that that happens. Um, you know, we, we all need that. We need that accountability partner, but that oh, accountability partner will also help with your confidence to give you what you need in order to kind of put yourself out there a little bit. Well, I think also you have that opportunity to share knowledge, right? Yeah. Because so I've been an agent for almost 17 years now. And one of my team members has been an agent a little over two and a half years. And then my son is a brand new agent. And even though he's grown up around real estate and so on, um, you know, from actually having his license has only been like five months. And so, um, you know, I've had that opportunity to kind of see it. And it's, I think it's fun for me also as a team lead because it helps my confidence as well. Because I mean, you we go in and out of being able to have confidence. And I think that's yeah. one of the big things I think people forget is, you know, you can see somebody be like, oh, they're really confident. And they have their moments where that confidence is down and they don't have it and they need to pick me up. And I think that's what you're, you know, kind of lending to is having that accountability person or that person you can call where even if you question yourself, you're like, hey, I know I know this, but I'm going to call them just to back me up just to kind of say, yeah, this is, you're right. This is how this should go or, or whatever. And, and sometimes it starts from the very basic thing, um, which is what I taught my kids to do really early on was introducing yourself yeah. is remembering, you know, that's kind of a lost art. We just meet people and we automatically assume who they are. And, and sometimes, you know, it's the taking the chance to say, hi, I'm, I'm Andrea and you are yeah. okay. Really nice to meet you. Um, you know, and getting that chance to start talking and I think just those little things start building that confidence that you have when you're in front of them and you're talking. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I know when we met in person just a few weeks ago, I think it was um, in Vegas, I had 
um, Camilla Tumu with me, who's our, um, so Camilla was our customer support manager. We just promoted her to our director of, um, uh, director of product development. And so that was nice having someone with me. And when I, when I travel, you know, and sometimes I travel alone and sometimes I travel with some of our staff, it's nice. And when I travel with Camilla, it's nice that I have someone there with me where we can bounce ideas off of each other and we would have dinner together and having, you know, conversation where you have somebody that you can, you know, like, hmm, I'm not sure about this. And let me get that bounce that idea off of you can't remember possibly every little thing that's happening in your industry and in your space. But when you have somebody else sometimes with you, that accountability partner, that friendship, that other teammate with you to be able to say, hey, so what about this thought? What about this idea? What about, you know, whatever it is that that we have going on, that also then gives you that confidence because then they can, yep, that's right, Eleni, or that's right, uh, Andrea, this is how it works. Then, right. you know, then you feel like, okay, I got this. I'm grounded in this and I can continue on with what I'm saying. And so that's what I think, um, you know, people are really wanting to see. And that's why there's a, this big immersion of like teams and um, large teams that are happening right now. I'm seeing more and more teams. Um, I've even seen some of the, the people that are here today on teams. And I love that because that's where you get to build. So if you are starting off new, that's how you can build off what your expertise is mm -hmm. off of somebody else that's that's there with you. To me, it's kind of like that real estate family, right? Your team should be like your real estate family and you go to your family for advice and so on. And that's that opportunity to have it. And usually within that team, you know, is people that you, you trust to, you know, help you out. And even if you're not on a team, it's having another, you know, agent that you know you could go to and talk and, and kind of break those out, you know, when you have questions. And always, you know, I think knowledge is power. I really yeah. do. And I think the more knowledge you have, the more confident you are. Like you said, when you're going and people have that expectation that even if you've been in the business, you know, some of the people popping on here six months, well, they expect you to know everything about the market, like everything that's going on and, and so forth. And shoot, even, you know, 17 years in the business, you don't always know everything, but at least like where to find that information. And sometimes being able to say, you know what, I'm not a hundred percent sure on the answer for for that. Let me get back to you. And then mm -hmm. doing that follow-up, setting that reminder to, you know, call them, follow up with that information and so forth, which I use my CRM with Wise Agent to do because yeah. that every morning when I get that email and I'm like, okay, what's my list of things I need to do? Who do I have to call? Where's my stuff? Yeah. And that, and, and I think that's a hundred percent accurate. I think, um, you know, one of the, one of the questions that we get the most, and I'm seeing that even in today's webinar where, um, you know, the questions that, so joining on the webinar, when you register for it, we ask you like, what are the, what's a question that you have for us? And what I saw over and over again was, okay, when I make phone calls, what am I going to say to somebody? How sure. do I sound more confident? And it's like, well, you'll sound more confident if you know what you're going to say. So you, what you don't want to say is you don't want to say, hey, my name is Eleni. Um, Andrea, I want to know, are you looking to buy a house or sell a house? What What's happening? Like, that's not at all what you want to say on a phone call when you're calling somebody. That's, that's a big don't do that. Um, that's a big no-no. Right. It's a big no-no because it's an immediate sales pitch. And I think, you know, when you're going to call people, because um, I saw somebody else posted in the comments where they said, you know, confidence to call people, right? 
And so, um, and it's, it's interesting because I had this discussion with my son because part of getting him out there into the real estate world was I said, Hey, you need to start calling some people. I was like, and you know, the only way you're going to get more comfortable with calling people is to just do it. Right. Because I can tell you all the things that are going to happen, but until you make that phone call, you don't know what's going to happen. And so, um, you know, number one, I always say like, I always have a, a notepad in front of me when I call people um, because I take notes as I'm talking to them so that I have other talking points. And it's not, I don't call immediately with the, hey, are you looking to buy or sell a house? Right. You know, right. um, if I call, you know, first I'm calling to say, you know, is this Alani? Did I get the right number? And they say, oh right. yeah, okay. Well, my name's Andrea, you know, I'm a, an agent with Berkshire Hathaway. And sometimes you get, well, I was just looking. Okay, well, what is it that you're looking at that I might be able to help you out with? Um, because right. then that opens them to say, well, I don't know what you can help me with. It's not a yes or no question, right? It's it's delving into um, other questions where they can talk about stuff. And if they're like, well, I'm looking in this area. Well, what brings you to that area? And I, if they say something that maybe goes, oh, so do you have a, a son or daughter or a family member that's going to college there? Or just listen for other cues of things they say that aren't necessarily um, house driven because uh, sometimes when people are moving to a certain area, I might be like, oh, well, where's home? Where's home for you? And they'll say this. And if you know where that's at, you might be able to say a sports team, or you might be able to say something that's really? happened there recently, because then it's not sales pitch driven. It's yeah. relationship driven. You're trying to get to know them a little more so that it's, it's not just, oh, Hey, I'm trying to get you to buy or sell with me. Hey, do you know anybody that's looking to buy or sell in the next six yeah. months? I mean, those Make me cringe to say out loud. Yeah, nobody wants those calls. I think the other thing is having, you know, having your call list up and having a script where you either have like a script kind of laid out, like an outline of what you're going to say, or you have the previous conversation. So you understand like where, where was, how did this, how did I get this person in my database? Um, Where did they come from? Maybe they're a lead. You bought an internet lead or some internet lead source. And then that will kind of prompt you to understand how the conversation will go, but you should have some kind of, some kind of system that will tell you who this person is in relationship to who you are and to what you're trying to accomplish with them. That's really kind of, that's what it boils down to is that when you understand like a full picture of that person, it will give you that ability to connect and relate. You want to, because it's not just about relating like, oh, you like the bears. I like the bears. Okay. Well, yeah, that's fine. Um, but how does that, what does that do? Like you have to connect, you have to really have a good connection with somebody and then be able to come back and like six months later, if I remembered that you like the Chicago bears and they're playing and maybe they're winning, hopefully they're winning. Um, at least for in my household's sake, right. They're winning. Then, you know, I could text you and say, Oh, did you catch the game? And this, and that, that's the connection that you're looking for because, right, because you didn't reach out to them going, Hey, are you still looking for a house? Right. It was, Hey, did you catch that game? And they're like, if they don't have you saved in the phone, they'll be like, well, who's this? You're like, well, it's yeah. your favorite realtor. You know, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. And so when you make that connection, then that's when, you know, when you're, you're reaching out to them on things other than buying or selling property, mm-hmm. right. Then, then people are going to take that call, but they're going to cringe if they see your name pop up and they're like, uh, and then he's calling again to see if I'm going to sell my house. Like, I'm not, I don't want to talk to her. 
you know, because that's the only time she calls me is, are you looking to sell? And are you looking, you know, nobody wants to, nobody wants that. But if they're like, oh, Eleni's calling because, well, the bears just whipped my team, you know, this past weekend in the game. And when I talk about football, like I know what I'm actually saying, right? <laughs> You okay. wrote a but you, you wrote like a football and I'm like, all right, I'll roll with it. <laughs> but you're confident, right? You're confident that you're going to talk about some football, exactly. <laughs> even if I get it wrong, because part of confidence is failing, right. you know, is you're going to fail. And I think some of that is if you go into it, knowing it's okay to fail. Right. Yeah. And I think the other part of confidence too is it's okay to ask the question and to look for that other person, that expert that can help you avoid the pitfalls to ask the questions. And I think that's why a lot of you are are on this this podcast today and listening and you know, then throughout this these series that we do is to hear like what are the things that I need to avoid and what should I be doing? Because once you are educated yourself on what you should be doing, then you, you know, you have the more knowledge you have, right? That's, that's what helps you and elevates you and and your whole entire business at that point. So, yeah, I think, um, you know, one of the things I wanted to also touch base on was um, we talked a little bit about the do's and don'ts. So we talked about not being the person that calls to just say like, hey, are you looking to buy or sell? What are some of the other things that people should be doing? Like, what are you telling your son that's a new agent um, you know, to be doing in order to, to build up their, his business. Yeah. So, um, it's always funny that we say going back to the basics, but the reality is, is the basics are what are the starting point really for everything that you build off of, right? It's a, it's always that house euphemism. You have to have a great foundation to keep building off of stuff and doing things. So if it's, you know, uh, making phone calls, if it's talking to your friends, um, I'm a big proponent of what I call passive marketing, right? Mm-hmm. Passive marketing. I'm marketing without screaming at you that this is what I do or this is where I belong. And it gives you a reason to ask me a question. Like somebody might see my shirt and be like, well, what's wise agent? Oh, it's funny. You should ask. So I wear, um, like I have shoes that have say realtor on them, or I have shirts and paraphernalia because it's, you know, passive market. So maybe it's a realtor hat or, um, or a jacket or what, whatnot that have your branding and your logo on them that give people a reason to go, Oh, so I know what you do or, um, or they may come up and ask you that stuff. So doing that, and obviously he's still in college right now. So the fun part is he's dealing with a lot of people when they find out that he's got his license they're like oh well you know you're you're helping people with houses and you're in college and he's like well yeah because eventually you want to own a house and you want to have that investment like he already knows his like three-year plan is to own a house and you know how many kids in college will say that and so then he projects that over to some of his friends who started asking him questions and i'm like which is great because i'm like there you can start building on, hey, have a good credit score, pay your bills on time. Here's how we can do some of those things to set them up. And so then as he gets new clients that are coming in too, those are, they transpire at any age. Hey, what's your credit score? What are ways we can help you build that? What are, you know, things we can do? Um, and, you know, it's funny because he'd asked, he's like, well, mom, I don't have a huge budget for marketing. And I said, we don't have to. I said, you just have to be smart about how you're marketing. And I said, what are the things that you can do that will be low cost? You know, I said, um, so where we're at, we can do um, door knocking. 
and or do flyers like door hangers and so forth that you can kind of drop um, around the neighborhood to say, hey, I'm a realtor. If you have questions, reach out to me. Be that resource for people because um, we already have kind of that bad um, where everybody's like, oh, realtor. You know, like when I told people I was in radio, they were like, oh, they wanted to talk to me. But the moment I said, oh, I'm a realtor, they were like, oh. Yeah. So yeah. you have that idea that you want to give them a reason to talk to you more than, you know, hey, how's the market doing? Or is it a crazy market? Or is, hey, you know, I had a, a toilet that has totally clogged. You have somebody because that's that resource for it. And that's actually one of the ways that you can market to your clients in a way that isn't like super aggressive. Oh, I'm, you know, do you know anybody who's looking to buy or sell in the next six months? No, send out a sheet that says, hey guys, I'm building my, uh, list of contractors and I'm looking for this, this, and this, because I don't have anyone. Can you message me if you have someone and send that out to, you could do it via email. You could do a postcard. Um, your postcard will cost you a little bit, but an email is free. You can use it through your CRM mm -hmm. You're asking a question that then has um, a response from them. It's not just a, Hey, I sent out information to them. It's I'm now asking for your help with something because you're going to build that list. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to return it by saying, Hey guys, I want to say, thanks. For everybody helping me, I fill my list and I have this list of contractors. So if you need someone who does plumbing or electrical or HVAC, I have somebody that I know, love and trust that I would love for you to reach out and please make sure you tell them that I sent you. If you want that list, message me or I can just send it and you can do either um, because then again, it gets them engaged with you to say, hey, I really want that list um, and, and how can I get it from them? I love that. I love that. And that's definitely something that you can do easily through wise agent. I think, um, you know, doing a quick, even text message when you were saying, I'm like, you can do a quick text, like, Hey, these, you know, I'm looking for somebody that can do this or, um, you know, or Hey, it's spring is sprung. And are you looking for a landscaper? I have people, I have resources. If you need somebody I'm here for you. I think the or other sprinklers, thing, right. Cause you have, yeah. you have different things for every area that are seasonal. So right. like, um, and those were some of the things that I started doing because I started seeing the need for it, which, you know, again, it's free is sending out a quick text message when it's um, uh, spring forward time wise. And then it's, hey, it's spring, guys, you got to open up your sprinkler system. Um, and then some of it, too, is going to some of these contractors and saying, hey, guys, if I send you business, can I tell them I'll save you 10 percent off if you reach out to them and you mention my name? Mm. Oftentimes they'll do it. And then. Then you can send out that to everybody say, hey, guys, here's a contact for so-and-so. Mention my name, receive 10% off your service, right? Because we all love to save, right? doesn't matter how much. It could be a dollar, but we're excited because we got to save something. Um, sprinklers, uh, lawn care, landscaping, um, dog sitting, because obviously summertime is big vacation time. Um, compile babysitters out of your, your clientele so you, you yeah. have a way to network with people because if you have people moving in and out from other countries or states, they may not know anybody. And if you have a, Hey guys, here's my, you know, CPR certified trusted. list of babysitters. Yeah. Yeah. The, your trusted, your trusted partners and who you are affiliated with. So then they can um, reach out to you and you're the, the resource center for them. I love that. I think the other thing is, and I'm going to share my screen here um, because I, I've, I believe totally in a newsletter. I think 
Um, a newsletter is something that you should be doing at least once a month. And I think um, depending on where you live and what, what's happening in, you know, and, and how big your team is maybe, or your brokerage, or um, if you have any help, if you're a solo agent, um, you know, even doing a weekly, uh, a weekly newsletter would be ideal where you can just take what we've created, or you can create something from scratch. But I always, I always like that semi-homemade look, you know, where you could take our monthly newsletter and you can change it all together where you can say, I don't want any of this. I just want to come in here and I want it to be brief. And I want it to be about the five things that you can do this week or next week, whatever, this month around this community. And you can totally change all of that. Um, include images, you can include a call to action, a video where it's, you know, last year's whatever, you know, Easter egg hunt or whatever it was, right? Or St. Patrick's Day event. You can do all of these things within this and then send this out to your whole entire database because it's something that at least what I hear when I'm talking to a lot of agents is that most of them have not gone in to segment their audience to be able to figure out like, what message do I need to send out to who? Um, and this is a good way to say like, okay, I haven't done that. And then work on that, right? Don't ignore that work on it. But in the meantime, I'm still going to be sending them something. I still want them to get something from me. Um, and this would be your newsletter would be the way to do that. Um, and even if you have um, your, your audience segmented, writing up a newsletter where I know a, an agent um, in Chicago, a friend of mine, where he does a weekly, a weekly newsletter of, you know, he lives in Chicago, big metro area, where there's a lot of things to do, where he writes one for what families should be doing this weekend, what singles should be doing. And so he sends that out too, because he knows his database, he knows his audience. And so if you're single and you're, you know, then you're doing this. And if you've got a family, this is what, you know, I'm recommending for you. And then it's not like he's sending both of those things to everybody. Cause then, oh, or one of those to everybody. I'm married and I have kids. Uh, the single thing's not going to be my cup of tea, right? So, but you might know somebody who's single, and now that you know, you can spread the word. <laughs> exactly. So, just figuring that out and making sure that your message is getting out there to the appropriate person. Um, and I and would then, also tell you one of the things you can utilize on that newsletter, because I think sometimes people's intimidation on newsletters is not knowing what to put in it. Yeah. And I think one of the other things that we also, as um, you know, agents or business owners forget to do is that right now reviews are everything. Having mm -hmm. some online reviews are great. And it's sometimes hard for us to do it. And we get caught up in the busy season and we don't, you can utilize that, you know, newsletter, create a QR code that goes to some of the platforms that you want to get a review for. And like springtime's a perfect thing, right? Say, Hey, everything is growing and I need you to help me grow my business. Would you please share a review? Here's a link to it, right? And if you send it to everybody, even if you only get one, then you use that leverage to the next newsletter and you say, hey, I just wanted to highlight, you know, Alani made a review for me last week and I can't thank you enough for helping us grow our business during the spring season, right? So it just kind of cascades into other things that you can do and market that it doesn't cost you money. It takes a little bit of time, but then it's exponential because now you have another review, which then boosts all your SEO searches for other places that you go. When you highlight that somebody else did it, 
that gives them their five minutes of fame and everybody loves five minutes of fame, right? So then it's going to, when you send that next one out, when you put that code on there again, now you might get a couple more people. Make sure you highlight them too. Hey, we want to thank this person and this person for also, because they know now that not only are you sending it out, but you're actually paying attention to what they say and what they write. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, I mean, and that's what everyone wants. Everyone wants to be heard. Um, that part. And when you, when you start talking to somebody about something that resonates to them, you'll see their facial expressions change, right? Their eyes light up like, oh, they're talking about me or they're talking to me about something that I'm interested in. And then what happens to the person speaking is that they'll take that, that body language and interpret it into confidence. And that just gets conveyed in confidence because when I'm talking to you and you're nodding your head and you're smiling at me, then I'm like, oh yes, this is what you wanted to hear. And now that gives me more confidence where if I'm saying something to you and you're just like looking away, you're on your phone, you're, you know, checking out your nails or doing whatever, then nobody is going to be, you know, you're not, you're not going to feel that confidence. You're going to feel disengaged and you're going to feel like this isn't working. So um, that's, that's a, a good read on where your confidence is and what you're, and what you're saying. Right. And so um, a couple of questions that we have here. So what um, if you want to, Francisco wanted to see, um, to track the opens of a newsletter, any emails, and I'm happy to share that Francisco, cause that is something, um, you know, that that's something that's really important is being again, like what I was saying just now is when you're sending out an email, um, is, are they reading it? Are they comment? Are they replying back? You want to see what's the engagement. Like if you've included links in the emails, are they clicking on them? So we have um, within our email system here. So if you, um, for those of you that are just listening in, just if you click on email and then click on email contacts, you could go to the previous email tabs here. And from here, you'll be able to see um, your reports. You can see all of the, um, the messages that you've either created or scheduled to, to go out or have sent out. And then you can view the statistics. And this is a, a demo account, so we don't send many emails from here. But then once you open up the statistics, you can see how many people that you've sent this to, what time it was it went out, if you got any complaints. So this is a um this is something that you want to look at. Like is somebody marking your message as spam? That means that that person is not interested in what you're saying. So you, you know, you kind of lost your chance with that. And that's that's kind of the key indicator if you're talking to the right audience. So if you've sent out 50 emails and all 50 have marked them as spam or unsubscribed or whatnot, then you want to, you know, you want to make sure that you're changing up your message. Something's not happening. Um, something's and I would not also right. tell them to keep track of what time you send your yeah. messages, just because there's certain times of the day that people tend to respond to um, emails more frequently early in the morning when they're having a cup of coffee and they're kind of checking stuff for the day. Um, usually just after lunch when they are, you know, kind of in that lull before it's just before going home time and, you know, not really wanting to do work time. And then there's kind of another like later evening, I would say probably seven, eight o'clock where like kids are gone to bed, it's post dinner and they kind of, you know, do some follow-up checks for email and things that's coming in. But I usually track some of that stuff so yeah. that you know what you're sending and what's the best time to push those um, emails out for best um, open rate. 
Absolutely. Um, you know, and you want, you want to, you want to do AB testing on that. Like you want to grab an audience and say, okay, if I'm going to be sending this at this time, are they reading it? you know, right away, are they taking some time and waiting to open it? You can see all those analytics, the more specific analytics on who's, um, you know, who's opening it at what specific time would be based on that person and that contact and that you would be able to find them by the, um, by clicking on, on this button here. I do want to answer the question that Patricia had about um, will the reports show the links that were clicked and who clicked on it. So currently it'll show how many people have clicked on your links. So this is a good another good indicator for you on like, are you sending the appropriate, you know, the appropriate links? Are you is your call to action? Because there should be some call to action, right? Is your call to action strong enough where they're actually, you know, clicking on the, you know, um, you know, find out more about this property, but then they didn't fill out your form. So was it, it's probably not your email. It's probably whatever you have on your landing page that needs to be adjusted because it wasn't compelling enough to, you know, fill out that form. And, and that could be the property wasn't in the right area. The probably didn't look good, the pricing, whatever it was, right? But then you, it gives you a clear indication of what that could possibly be. Um, as far as getting that more detailed view is that you would be able to see it from the sent contact. So from here is you would be able to see, you know, what time did I send or what time did they open up their, their messages and um, what, what happened with all of that. So that's where you would be able to see that from their contact notes in here. Um, so then you can see at, you know, I sent it at 1.30 and at 1.35, uh, Neil opened it right away. That's how that would work. But I think, you know, looking at your reports are just as important, especially when you're sending out emails or any kind of messages. Um, it's it's that indicator of are they accepting what you're sending, kind of like when you're doing the 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 um, face to face conversation, you can see their expression or over the phone, you could hear the their tone if they're excited to talk to you or not. All right. Um, great questions. Keep those coming if you guys have any. I know um, one of the, you know, going back to the do's and don'ts for um, new agents, I would say they definitely should have some kind of technology and definitely have a CRM in order to help them with their marketing efforts, with their organization, with their transaction management. You need to have that technology behind you in order to keep keep yourself sane. I think just- Oh yeah, I say don't make my mistake. I've been in the business 17 years and I, this is my first year getting a CRM. And I would say it's the biggest mistake that I made going into real estate was I always made an excuse of why I was, Oh, I'm going to do it. Oh, I'll get it done. Um, you know, and then just didn't and didn't and didn't. And now I'm, I have so much to put in there, which is part of what my son's helping me do. So, um, you know, that I, literally is what I've probably preached the most, especially for new agents. Do you have a CRM? Do you have a CRM? If there was anything I would tell you that will not only just keep you on track, help you with your marketing. Um, it helps you with your focus too, because it reminds you 
hey, what are the things I should be doing right now? And because it's kind of, you know, very cyclical during the year, as far as things that we do, once you start getting into that habit, it makes it that much easier. And that CRM keeps it in one spot instead of, hey, I'm trying to search through my phone. I'm trying to search through my email. And my son would tell you that, that that's been one of the constraints we've had was, you know, as he's starting to help me as an assistant, also having access to all that information. If it was in one CRM, he doesn't have to ask me, hey, mom, you know, in your email, you have this contact, but you don't have their phone number. It would be all in that one compact thing where I can say, hey, just go look in the CRM, find their name and all their information is there. That way it's, you know, it's like that one stop shop for both your contacts, ways to maintain it. Um, because, you know, uh, for a number of years, I didn't do client appreciation parties and I'm getting more into doing those and having amazing success with it. But you have to have a way to contact your clients. And if you do a quick text, um, they've done so many studies where they know the open rate for a text over an email is far greater because we all have our phones and we all want to see what that text was. Even if we don't necessarily know the number, we read it, right? Um, where with emails and stuff, sometimes it's really quick to, you know, delete and never open it up. So um, that's a, you know, a key function that helps with some of that. But I would say my number one is, especially if you're a new agent, the, your return of investment on having a CRM that you use for the fact that it'll help you keep track of your calls. Who do I need to call? Who do I need to follow up with? Um, the fact that it's going to help you keep with your transactions and where your transactions are with where your, you know, commissions are with um, who my clients and how often have I, you know, reached out or touched those clients, all factors to being successful over time that I think when you're a new agent, you think, oh, I don't need that. Oh, I'm fine right now. Well, yeah, right now you're okay. Take it from the, the, you know, the yeah. one who made that mistake and don't do it. If you start now inputting your people into the CRM, putting them on some small drip campaigns, newsletters, and so forth, that it's so much easier in the beginning than it is as you go forward. Yeah. Yeah. Because then you have, you know, 17, 18 years to catch up on, on notes <laughs> and, you know, conversations where you're like, oh, I know that this happened in their life. And I think it was in 2012. And if you're like me, right. I was, I'm always like, was I, how old was, was this child of mine? Or was I pregnant? Was I nursing? What was happening in my life when this happened? Right. You always go back and, and recall those things because those are important events that is, that have happened in, you know, your, your clients' lives that you want to remember and you want to retain because that, that history is important. Um, that history is the foundation of your relationship. And then it, when it's documented in one location, then you can say, Hey, this is where, you know, if you do hand it off to um, someone on your team, they know exactly where to pick up on. They know exactly what they can and cannot do or should or should not say because they have the whole entire history there. It's like, well, don't show them this two bedroom, one bath because that's where they came from three years ago and they're looking to avoid anything in that kind of a situation. So they need more than one bathroom now. So it's, you really need to, to have that history and that's what the CRM helps you with and um because we can't retain it all. I mean, we all think that we can remember everything and there's just no way. There's just no way. And a lot of times in relationship building, it's those little tiny things that you remember that they that the person that you talk to has like dropped hints about or, you know, mentioned 
as a like a by the way that you recall and then you either you know celebrate with them or do whatever right whatever appropriateness is behind that that's what makes a difference they're like wow i can't believe they remembered i mentioned it you know that my birthday's in six months and then here we are six months later and i got a card like that's crazy i i barely even remember saying that con- what i said in that conversation but that person remembered and that means right. it makes a difference right and or like anniversary house anniversary gifts or you know just any of those little things because you know our our clients are like relationships right like when you're dating, it's the little things that matter, not those grandiose things. So having those little things to mark and, and go after and do, you know, or what make the difference. And, and I, I noticed, um, one of the people mentioned in the comments that, you know, she's 18 years in and she just signed up for a wise agent this year too. And, and I will tell you when you are behind like that, that's the, one of the biggest things I enlisted was I have teenage boys and I said, Hey guys, I need your help because obviously I couldn't be constantly, you know, I was taking my Excel file to upload it and then, you know, do some follow-up to make sure I had correct phone numbers and to make sure that I had um, correct email addresses and so forth. And I just admitted, Hey guys, I didn't use a CRM. Like I should have, like, I didn't use a contact manager like I should have. And now I'm, I'm building my business more relationship. Like it was when I met you. And I'd wonder if you'd help me in, in updating my list or information that I have for you. So don't be afraid, Cassandra, to reach out and, and say those things and be okay with the fact that, Hey, I'm owning that. I should have had a little more in place, yeah. but now I do. Here's what I need from you. If you'll help me so much, you know, like that kind of stuff. Cause you know, people change, their emails change, their status for stuff changes. Um, and just having that information, like yeah. it's, yeah. Well, and that, I mean, that confidence comes with your authenticity as well, right? When you're authentic and you're real, um, you, you exude confidence. And so, um, and I love that suggestion. I think we, we've talked about that before. Um, and I'm going to share my screen one more time, because I think the best way of doing that, like, Hey, I'm updating my database. And I'd love to get your um, your most up-to-date um, information, contact information. We actually have a landing page that you can use our template. And I'm trying to find it here. Um, oh, my goodness. My, my glasses are not working today. I'm like, where is it? Help me to get to know you. I'm like, where is that one template? Um, here we go. So you can use this template where you can talk a little bit about yourself kind of or you can edit this, you know, you guys can edit all of these landing pages, but then down here, this is the important part, right? Where you would ask for their, you know, their contact information. What's your most current email address, your phone number, and then also get to know them a little bit better. Like what's your favorite beverage? What's, you know, what's your favorite sport or your team, right? This is stuff where like, you know, football season rolls around. Everyone's going to know I'm rooting for the Chicago bears. That's where I'm from. You guys all know that about me now, right? I'm not big into baseball, so I don't really ever talk about the Cubs. Um, so that's. But it also helps for Popeyes, right? right. So as yeah. realtors, it helps with everything. to go, go out and say hello to our clients and so on. And I think those um, little extra questions are things that kind of help out to know, you know, a little bit more about them. Like you said, like your, your favorite bedri- beverage or um, maybe candy or that kind of stuff. Like you could take, um, Reese's peanut butter cups and say, you're the Reese's I am in business. Like, you know, just little silly play on words 
and just don't do it in the summertime. I made that mistake once because then you have chocolate syrup, not chocolate peanut butter cups. <laughs> but, um, you know, doing little things like that, when you know a little bit of information about your clients and stuff, um, you know what things to kind of drop by. I know when it comes springtime, I try to do uh, Popeyes for those um, clients that I know have kids with sidewalk chalk. Yeah. And then you can do a return and say, hey, I'm going to give a $25 gift card over for the best driveway art. Send me your pictures of your driveway art. That's cute. And yeah. then it gives you an opportunity to post it on your social media and then follow through and say, hey, will you take a picture, either personally drop off that gift card or have them take a picture when they get it in the mail and have them text it to you because say, hey, I, I'm doing some marketing. Would you be okay if I used a picture of you with your gift card for your yard art? And I'll put the yard art picture up with them and their gift card and, and do that kind of stuff. Because again, it's it's inexpensive. It takes a little bit of time, and but the the give and take of it, right? Because it wasn't just oh. a, I called you to see do you know anybody looking to buy or sell, but you know you did this, uh, you know the chalk and the art and having fun. Yeah, and this is something. I mean, you can use this to obviously build that relationship. But then you know one of one of my pet peeves is when I go on social media and I see in like some of these real estate groups where people are crowdsourcing like what client appreciation gift they should buy after they do a closing with somebody. They're like, oh, my client just, you know, bought this $750,000 home for me. What do you think I should get them as a gift? And I'm like, why are you asking us? We don't know these people. We don't know them. You know them. You should know, you know, I mean, you should know like, hey, it's moving day. I ordered pizza from your favorite, you know, place, or I ordered your dinner from your favorite place. Here's, you know, something to help you out, you know, when you're moving in or whatever it is, or, um, your their favorite flowers, whatever it is, or if you're taking a new client out, maybe for um, some showings or, or an existing client, you know that they have little kids, bring a coloring book and some crayons to keep the kids occupied. All of those little things that you do matter and make a difference in the other person's life, where then they feel heard and everything else that we've been saying, right? They feel like you understand them and that you are on their side and you are the expert in what you're doing. And because you have a system in place, that's what helps you keep yourself so organized. So I think that's- they, um, Dollar trees usually have their little crayon packs. And even yeah. Walmart, I think, sells them during like Easter and different mm -hmm. holidays. They usually have like a page to color and a couple crayons in them and sometimes stickers. And I uh, will put them in like a container in my car so that if we're at a property, you know, and they have little kids that you have that opportunity to- to take that with you and have it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just something, you know, it could be just, it could be a simple lollipop. Like it does not have to be a big deal. You don't have to get extravagant with these things. Um, it's just sometimes the thought that, that, that matters the most. It's just that you were thoughtful. Um, another question that we have is, you know, how do I overcome objections when I'm on the phone or I'm talking to somebody and they're like, oh, the rates are super high or the inventory is super low. There's nothing for me to buy. The market's kind of challenging. What, you know, what are your thoughts on that, and um, Andrea? So number one is always try to keep things positive because there's always going to have, somebody's always going to have a reason or an excuse to say, oh, well, the rates are high. Well, when you rent an apartment, you're getting no percentage. I mean, that's the reality. So like when you're in that apartment, you're paying for somebody else's mortgage. So even if you have to pay a high interest, it's better it's for you than for someone else. And um, it's interesting because, you know, some of the agents who've only been in the 
market a couple of years or just they're used to those really low rates. That was kind of a, a rarity right. um, where when I first got in, six was your main interest rate and people were still buying properties and houses and so on. So, you know, again, it's kind of like being that resource, right? So number one is, hey, yeah, you might have to purchase a house at 6% right now, but what things are you doing to rate watch for them with your within your CRM? That could be something you post into one of your um, newsletters is, hey, rates dropped, um, tie it in with one of your lenders and get rate snapshots so that you can put it into your newsletter for the month. And so that way it's something that they're seeing um, and that you're providing to them is that, hey, you know, um, this is uh, where it's at. And this is, you know, that people are still out there buying, even with those, um, the rates where they're at. Mm -hmm. um, and that's the fun of it is people are out still purchasing homes because 6% it's, you know, you, if your coffee was suddenly 10 bucks, you'd still pay 10 bucks because you want your coffee in the morning, right? Yeah. That, that, I mean, that's how the economy is working, right? You know, that's how it works. Um, back in the eighties when interest rates were, you know, 18, 19% people were buying. So yeah. Right. And houses just, still sold yeah. and people still moved places. So I think sometimes it's, it's keeping that positive attitude where, um, you know, it, the rates will go up and down much like a roller coaster, but the ride must go on. Yeah. So here we are just, you know, getting on every time and, and signing up to to see the thrills of the ride. So if the thrill is, hey, I got the house I wanted, but I have to wait for the rate to come down a little bit, then you know that's where it's at. But it's your house and it's your investment because your apartment isn't an investment. The apartment mm -hmm. is just a place that you go. And so um, I think sometimes we lose sight of it's more than just a home or place to throw your stuff down. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I think with all of that messaging, um, Andrea, at the heart of it all is that you are either the expert in that industry or you are have an ear, ear, just an earshot away from that lender that can help you with the rates and help you with this. You are that place where they come to say, hey, I want to buy something, but I'm a little concerned about what's happening right now. You're that part of your job is to advise and to make them feel comfortable and and make them feel like they have all the knowledge that they need in order to make the best informed decision for their own life. And so when you have that knowledge and that expertise and you can't convey that message in a confident way, you're going to be in trouble. You mean in deep trouble. But when you can convey it in a way where there's confidence and then you can support that with another authority, right, with your lender, then now you have that perfect, um, that perfect recipe for success there, because then you can give them all their, their information. And if it's still a no, it's okay. If they're still right. like, I'm still not ready. Yep. It's okay. That doesn't mean like you're dead to me now. I'm never going to talk to you. <laughs> like, don't do that. Like you have, like, there's no, you shouldn't ever like make somebody feel like they have to buy because they're going to Oh yeah, that they're gonna, oh, you're going to miss out. No, because yeah. the reality is the things you should be telling them is I'm your forever agent. I'm not going, I'm going to be an agent tomorrow. I'm going to be an agent next year. So when it, the time is right, I'll be the one that you're going to work with. If now is the time, then now is the time. And I think sometimes we, we lose sight of that. And to me, that's advice also for first time agents, right? It was one of the things I told my son. I said, never get caught up in the money side of it, the commission that you get. I said, because the they will smell that desperation on you right away that you're trying to push them into sale because you just want the money. 
I said, make sure that you're making them happy, that you're helping them make a financially sound decision going forward with a house purchase, if that is the best way to do. And there's times where, yeah, you had to put them in an apartment because you couldn't find the house that met their needs at the rate that met their needs. And then you come back and you revisit. But again, that's where that CRM comes in play. Like you were talking about categorizing. You can have your ones categorized as, you know, like we couldn't find something, they're still in an apartment. So that as you see, maybe rates drop. As you see grant programs become available or um, secondary uh, loan programs where they can get uh, closing costs or down payment assistance, you can be sharing that information to those groups that really need it so that not only are you top of mind for them as a realtor, you're relevant because you're making the relevant as well as being that resource for all that information. And again, it's work because I find some agents, they're like, well, that's not my job. It's the lenders. And I'm like, well, no, it's some of your job. But if you have a, a lender or two that you're working with, they'll be more than happy to let you know. And it's like the telephone game, right? But yeah. we're accurately telephoning because we're going to be like, hey, they give us the information. We're going to take that information. We're going to give it to our customers so that we can give them that great experience. And sometimes when rates drop, it's not just the people that are looking to get in homes. It's some of those people that are already in the homes so that they can refinance and then get that savings because we all love to save. Right. Right. And then, and then you're the catalyst that, you know, introduce them to the lender that helped them buy down their rate or whatever, or, or refinance and, and get a better rate at it all. And again, well, it's they just tell a win people, for right? Yeah. And then it's they a go, oh my gosh, my realtor helped me save you know, money, because she told me my rate was going down. And they're like, oh, really? My realtor didn't call me. Who's your realtor? You know, and, and that's where some of that comes into play. Exactly. And that's how you get the referrals, right? Is when they're spreading the word of mouth um, of you and not because you've asked them, but because you did right by them. And Correct. And I will tell you, those are the best calls to be making. Yes. There's nothing more confident about being able to call somebody that got referred to you because of some good deed you did because you're calling going, Hey, you know, so-and-so referred you to me, um, and said you needed some help. And they're like, Oh yeah, they, they said you did this. And Oh my gosh, like your bucket is so full. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Well, and we're, we're running out of time. I love, I love talking to you, Andrea. And it was, it's always been fun to, to talk with you and we actually got to meet a couple of weeks ago. So that was fun. I think I'm, I might be missing you this summer at another event because I'll be out of town, but I'm excited to hear more things about your success and your son's success um, and from all of you guys as well. So I will be um, back on the webinar the 28th. I'm going to be um, out of town next week and then um, I'm just all over the place. So next week, we're kind of continuing on this series of like um, confidence and, and just kind of boosting that and next time that I'm on with Key Asad. Um, he's a mindset coach. And so we're going to be talking about how to achieve the mindsets for success in real estate. So it's kind of on the same, you know, theme of confidence and mindset. And so we're going to be talking about that. So um, thanks so much, Andre, for um, chatting with us and, and imparting us some wisdom from you. I appreciate it. No, oh, thanks for having me here. We'll have to do it again. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. All right, everyone. I'll see you guys all on the 28th. And then I wish you all a a good rest of your week. Thank you.